From KBGA Radio and the Montana Kaiman, this is Missoula Community Weekly. I'm John Hooks. Of course, haptics is one thing which is very critical for robots because we're going to touch robots. Then the haptic communication is critical. So I can be in, in uh, Malaysia and uh, uh, my friend or family can be uh, in the other side of the world, Hong Kong, New York, and then we can see each other on the, on the video call of, of the phone. And, but then we can also send a, send a kiss. So for example, uh, I put this on my mouth and send a kiss. This audio is from a promotional video for a product that's called the Kissinger device. It's this weird apparatus that looks kind of like a big inhaler with a squishy gray mouthpiece. And it attaches to your phone, and apparently it allows you to send a kiss electronically. In the video, the product's creator, a man named Adrian Chiok, demonstrates the product by sending an electronic kiss to a grad student who's in the room with him. <laughs> so what I feel is um, the other person uh, is kissing me and I feel pressure on my lips is uh, as if the other person is um, kissing me right now. Um, so in the future we're also planning to integrate the smell of uh, your partner's uh, body odor, for example, to create a more realistic sense of presence. It's super weird. Mr. Chiok is also the main organizer of the Joint Advancement in Computer Entertainment Conference and International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots that were supposed to be held on campus next week. He's also the man responsible for creating the most bizarre, confusing Missoula news story of 2018 when he announced that Steve Bannon, yeah, that Steve Bannon, was going to be the keynote speaker for the ACE conference, only to cancel the event a month later and claim that Bannon was unavailable for those selected dates. This whole story has been an inexplicably strange series of events that has been a mess of misinformation and unconfirmed rumors. So now that it's all said and done, we gathered together the reporting team from the Montana Kaiman who's been trying to cover this thing to walk us through the whole series of events as best they can. Here's that story. President Trump's former White House chief strategist and senior counselor appears to be scheduled to speak on the University of Montana campus. Steve Bannon, also known for at one point running Breitbart News, a far-right news outlet, will be the keynote speaker at the 15th International Conference on Advances in Computer Entertainment Technology. Now that's according to the group's website. Steve Bannon's speaking engagement at the University of Montana set for next week is now canceled. Bannon was scheduled to be the keynote speaker at the Athenian Parisa Free Speech Forum on December 11th. All right, so we've got a very special episode of Missoula Community Weekly this week. We are joined by Shaley Ragar, Ryan O'Connell, and Matt Newman of the Montana Kaiman. They have all been doing reporting on the odyssey that was the Steve Bannon keynote speech for the International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots and Advancements in Computer, computer Education, or Entertainment, rather, um, joint conference. 
Ryan, Shaley, and Matt. Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. So my, I kind of want to get things started by talking about the first day, it seems like a lifetime ago, but I think it was just in the last month or so that we were all sitting around in the Montana Kaiman newsroom puzzling over some emails we got that we struggled to verify that were claiming Steve Bannon was going to come and talk at UM. Um, Shaylee, I believe you were one of the first people to get that email. Do you want to talk about just yeah. that, that bizarre day? Yeah, so I had a friend who received this email um, that alerted us that Bannon was coming to the University of Montana, and she forwarded it to me. And I was convinced it was a phishing email. And I emailed her back and said, I don't know what they're trying to get from you, but this is not real. But then we looked up the organizer, and he had a pretty decent Twitter following. So we decided he was a real person. Um, yeah, and then it got really, really confusing. So I first looked up their website that they linked to, and the website does not look like a real website, especially since the conference is about advances in computer entertainment technology. You would think they would have a polished professional website. Right, right. That's what you would expect, but it's... um. It's not professional looking. It has some like very strange pictures on it. It's just, it's not, it's not professional looking. So I was still not convinced that it was a real conference or that it was a real thing. Um, so just tried to like dive deeper into that. And that's when I found on the website that it was a co-located conference. So first we knew about the computer entertainment technology conference. And then I see this tab that says it's co-located. So I click on that, and then it brings me to the Congress on Love and Sex with Robots webpage. Right. Yeah, which was extremely confusing at that point um, because they were both scheduled to take place at the University of Montana. Um, so at this point, I was still very convinced that it was this was not real. I think that's when Matt came into the newsroom and said he also got the email. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how I started my day on, let's see, it was... Uh, October 26th, I woke up and saw I had an email from a throwaway account saying that uh, they were concerned, they were a member of this organization, and they were concerned that Steve Bannon had been chosen and saying he had no ties to uh, computer entertainment or, I assume, sex robots, although we haven't been able to verify whether or not he has any connection to sex robots. Um, uh, but yeah, I was pretty bewildered by it as well. Um, and yeah, our first, our first thing was, you know, who can we contact to possibly verify this? I think if I remember correctly, about a day or two after that, we did, through UM, get confirmation that Mr. Bannon, or at least as far as they knew, was going to be speaking at this conference that, to be clear, was not directly associated with the university. Uh, they never straight up said Bannon is coming, but they definitely confirmed that this organization has reserved this time at this place um, and that their website does say Steve Bannon is coming. Um, but that is th the most confirmation we ever really got um, between the organizer saying he was coming and people saying, yes, this is a real organization that has reserved this time. Right. I, I kind of remember a moment that I experienced on that first day when those emails came out because Kayla Spaller from the Missoulian 
was also on campus trying to figure this out. And I happened to see Seth Bodner, the UM president in the University Center Market. And Kayla just went right up to him and I saw her ask him, is Steve Bannon coming here? And he was completely taken aback and confused and was like, I don't think so. Like, I think I would know if he was coming. And I think that was just, it struck me as like indicative of this whole thing where for so long, nobody really knew if this was real. And then everybody just kind of, I think like K-Pax or somebody ran a story kind of saying that it was basically happening and we all just kind of assumed it was going on. Um, what was the kind of community and like university reaction to believing that Steve Bannon was going to come? Um, so my friend who sent me the email is in College Democrats. Um, and she actually later forwarded me some chain emails. They were convinced that Steve Bannon was coming and they started right. like planning a protest immediately. Um, and um, I think a lot of people's reaction at first, too, was that um, the university was sponsoring the event, um, which was also interesting when the Kaiman posted a story saying that this was happening. A lot of our comments also were saying that, and there was a lot of confusion. Um, and people were really upset because they thought the administration had signed off on this and knew that Steve Bannon was coming. And that wasn't the case. I mean, anyone can rent out the UC and anyone can and hold events there and invite whoever they want. Um, but it was interesting, too. The reason Kayla was on campus that day was because it was Bodner's inauguration. Oh, right. And I thought for a while that it was like they were trying to disrupt his inauguration in some way and be like, Steve Bannon is coming. And like it was just a very confusing day. Steal the spotlight. Right. Right. Action packed. So. Right. And then so after the announcement of Steve Bannon as a as a keynote speaker, I guess they claimed he was ostensibly going to be talking about economic populism. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the way um, the uh, director of these organizations, Adrian Chiak, uh, said that it was going to be something along the lines of how uh, advancement in computer technology jobs was going to specifically help uh, minorities. And I think he specifically mentioned Hispanics and... Hispanics and, and African-Americans, yeah. And then this whole thing kind of spiraled out of control. Missoula Facebook and Twitter was blowing up with Steve Bannon and uh, kind of there was like a domino effect, it seems like, where Bannon was announced and first the um, computer entertainment conference was canceled due to a lack of participation and then the sex robot conference was shortly canceled thereafter. Um, what do you guys know about the effect of Bannon's supposed keynote speech leading to the canceling of, of those congresses? Um, so first of all, before um, it kind of blew up in the Missoula community, um, it was in, it, what's really interesting about this conference is that it's an international conference. Right. Yeah, and this was the 15th. Um, like annual conference. So they've had this before and they generally have it somewhere in Europe or like, like I think the last one was in London. Yeah. Like or, or a major city somewhere. Right. Like there, it's an international conference and there's actually like a lot of people who are in this community and in this field internationally who were tweeting about this and very upset. Um, and we're saying, you know, and shortly thereafter started boycotting the event essentially. So, the organization, like, 
began to implode before it even really reached like the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, we talked to one researcher from Portugal and his name was Joram Chisik. So I sent him an email um, and asked him what was going on because he had been on the committee of this conference um, in the past. And he released a statement saying that he would no longer be a part of this conference, that he was leaving, um, and that actually a lot of the committee members were leaving um, because of Steve Bannon. And also just because they said this, the organizer, Adrian Chiak, was um, just a very combative person, I guess. They didn't want to work with him anymore. Sure. Yeah. So after these two congresses were canceled, they maintained that Mr. Bannon was still going to be coming to Missoula, but they put out sort of a uh, a help wanted, for lack of a better word, article in the Missoulian seeking a UM professor to debate Steve Bannon. Is that right? Yeah, this is the like order of events was kind of strange. So they first canceled the ACE conference, the International like uh, Computer Entertainment Technology Conference, because um, all of their researchers backed out. Mm-hmm. So they have people submit research papers and then they're presented and they back they backed out. So then it was just Steve Bannon and the Congress on Love and Sex with Robots for a while. Right, naturally. Yeah, for sure. So natural pairing, like this <laughs> event that was going to continue to happen on campus um, and still scheduled. And then eventually the Congress was canceled and then, um, then they decided they were going to keep Bannon still after that. And Ryan reported on that a lot more than I did. Yeah, they decided just to have Bannon in a free speech um, debate and keynote speech from from Mr. Bannon. Uh, And Chiuk put out his Professor Wanted ad, and no one replied to him. He he ended up contacting Michel Valentin. um, He he reached out to him personally. He reached out to Valentin via email. And Valentin is a French professor, former French professor at the university, who accepted the offer to debate Bannon. So the debate between Bannon and Valentin was called the inaugural Athenian Parhesia Free Speech Forum. And he he decided to call it that after the cancellation of the International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots? Yeah, this was a whole new event, whole new webpage design, whole new focus of the um, the days, the planned days, the reserved. Right. So the the big news this week in the last couple of days has been Mr. Chiak announced via an email that Steve Bannon would not actually be coming to the University of Montana. And I think the language he used in the email was that Mr. Bannon was unavailable for these days, which seems curious to me um how they had not checked his availability beforehand they had gone and announced this like this specific day they had gone as far as to like claim that Steve Bannon was even coming sort of pro bono I think so it kind of took everybody by surprise a little bit to find out that he was unavailable for this what do you guys know about about this whole um yeah so I interviewed Adrian Chiak and um he said that Steve Bannon would be coming um, without a speaking fee. He was coming complimentary um, for this conference. It's very good of him. Right. You know, he's a humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that was so you know he made it sound like it was confirmed right. Steve Bannon was willing to come they put out a lot of press about it right right yeah. like it was all set to go um but we also could never like we never talked to Steve Bannon you know no one ever actually got any conver- right. you know no confirmation one was able to get in touch with his sort of official right people or whatever yeah, yeah. and like who are Steve Bannon's people like, I we don't have no know. Idea. Right. Like, we just don't know. We couldn't get in touch with him. He just so, shows up places. So, no one actually ever confirmed with Steve Bannon. Our only point of reference, or like our only person to talk to, was Adrian mm-hmm. Chiok. So, yeah. So, there is a possibility, it seems, that Mr. Bannon was never aware or at least never committed to coming to this event. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any like, reason to believe that, like, we don't know that Adrian's lying, but we also have no idea whether or not, you know, Steve Bannon was ever aware of this conference. I mean, I think one of, like, the greatest mysteries of this whole thing is, like, we have no idea why it was in Missoula or on the University of Montana campus. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine, you know, it would be very appealing for Steve Bannon to come. You know, it's not like his... Right, Although I feel like he sort of just goes around... And goes wherever anyone asks. It seems like he goes wherever anyone asks him to go these days. Yeah, he's been having kind of like a weird pattern of yeah. um, appearances um, in the last few days. I know. Um, or not in the last few days, excuse me. Few m- yeah, last since few, he left the administration. W- yeah, right. I remember uh, former independent reporter Derek Brower tweeting out um, an event Steve Bannon was at in somewhere in Iowa and like a room of like 15 or 16 people. And it, it that I think led, at least in my mind, led credibility to the thing where I, I was sort of like, if he's going to this tiny event in Iowa, it's maybe not unreasonable for him to also accept this invite. But now it seems like that was um, not the case. I think that's true. Um, and I think also too, but that event in Iowa was like a political event. Sure. It was in Kansas. Oh, it was, was in, in Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> I always get Kansas and Iowa mixed up. <laughs> It's one of my, I, it always happens. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows that about me. It was for um, congressional candidate Steve Watkins, who once Bannon appeared, it was very last minute, and about 25 people or so showed up. Um, but Watkins claimed to have no dealings with Bannon and did not endorse Bannon's visit. So he just kind of came? Yeah. Okay. Good man, I guess. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about this man who seems to be behind all of this, Adrian Chiok of the Imagineering Institute in Malaysia, which, as we believe, has no relationship with the Imagineers of uh, the Walt Disney Corporation. But what do we know about Mr. Chiok at this point in time? Um, So Adrian Chiok... Uh, is yeah, he is director of the Imagineering Institute in Malaysia, um, but he's actually still employed by the University of London, um, and so he told me in his interview that he was he would be heading back to the University of London after he was on this like sabbatical in Malaysia, um, and yeah, he was an interesting guy. Um, he talked a lot about. Steve Bannon and how he had all these great ideas for um, economic nationalism, you know, and helping jobs in the U.S., which is interesting because Adrian is from Australia, right? lives in Malaysia, and is a professor in England. 
So economic nationalism in the United States right, right. is an interesting topic for him to, you know, want to schedule at be, this at yeah, this conference. And like be passionate about. Right. 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 Um, but he's definitely like someone who, you know, he's spoken at conferences before. You know, he's definitely like a real researcher. Right. So if, if, if I am understanding this correctly, Mr. Chiak was originally like a co-chair or sort of a, a co-organizer of the ACE conference and began to sort of alienate and like antagonize the other people involved in this from what I'm, if I'm from correct, kind of starting with um, tying together the ACE conference with the Love and Sex with Robots conference, which I, I believe the two had not been previously intertwined in such a way. And he re- got some like, uh, pushback within his community and industry for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, as I was saying earlier, the organization just kind of started to implode, um, especially after he announced Bannon, but also because of the co-location of the conferences. Um, and he wasn't, you know, we didn't just hear this from like other people. Like when we talked to Yoram Chisik, he said that, but um, Adrian Chiak was very vocal on Twitter Right. About. Um, he's still very vocal. On he's Twitter. still very vocal on Twitter. But, you know, it's, so Yoram Chisik was someone who, like, came out and said, like, we don't want to support this conference anymore. This is not what our organi- organization is about. And um, Adrian really attacked him on Twitter, was very aggressive in his, mm-hmm. you know, defense of his of his conference. Um, and. I can't remember exactly what the number is now, but at one point in time, they had like 20 researchers, research papers that were submitted and like 17 of them pulled out, um, which is, I think, when the conference collapsed. Yeah. Um, Hard to have a conference with three. Yeah. And I think at least two of them were co-authored by Adrian himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I assume the third one was like a graduate student or something of his, but I'm not positive about that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He's... He is a very, I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. He's an interesting He's interesting. Character. He. It didn't seem to, like, deter him at all that he was, you know, creating a controversial conference. Like, I don't, we don't really know what his whole purpose was. Yeah, it seemed to spur him on, I think. Yeah. Like, going, what was the end goal? Going from ostensibly, like, just Steve Bannon sort of somewhat bizarrely keynoting this legitimate computer entertainment conference to Steve Bannon speaking at a exclusively robot sex conference to modifying it to a free speech discussion with Steve Bannon. It seems like he sort of really dug in sort of in spite of this negative reaction. Yeah. And something else that was interesting was that he did this when he first announced that Steve Bannon was coming, but he decided to open up the keynote to anyone with a Montana driver's license and all students and faculty on the University of Montana campus, which was really interesting because the fee was like $880. And he waived that fee for all Montana residents and all, yeah, universities. You could just get in for free? Yeah. That would have been a good deal. For the keynote specifically. Mm. Um, You know, so this was a huge publicity stunt and it was, he was trying to get that attention. Um, and his focus was Steve Bannon and not the conference in my, you know, from what I could tell. Right. Um, but yeah, really interesting, um, how that all came together. And, you know, often, um, 
he often retweets Donald Trump. Um, he often sounds like Donald Trump in his tweets. Um, and I think that's very, you know, telling of, of what his goal was here with he's Steve a, Bannon. Yeah, he's maybe just a, a Steve Bannon f- fanboy wanted to get him, get in the same room with right. Mr. Bannon, pick his brain a little bit. You right. Know? I think we'd all like that opportunity. Right. Um, Matt, did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say some of the same stuff about his his Twitter. Um, it really is incredible. I mean, that was something that was noted in in the uh, original email we got from the concerned conference member. Um, they said that uh, he appears to mimic Trump in his speech patterns when hurling abuse on Twitter. You know, the stuff like you know he'll say something inflammatory and then at the end, sad. You know, very like. It's it's yeah. incredible. It, it almost made me wonder if maybe, in fact, Mr. Chiak was a, a robot himself that was programmed to speak <laughs> like uh, Donald Trump's tweets. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think what's really interesting is he really framed this whole thing as in a, in a really similar way to that Trump would, is that there was a, a liberal mob that was um, destroying him, destroying his conference and taking away the free speech of Steve Bannon when in reality he had you know, brought in a controversial political figure, whether you agree with him or not, you can't really disagree that he's like, he's a polarizing figure. He's bringing him in to this conference that seemingly has nothing to do with him. And then when people decide, I don't really want to be a part of this, he says, you're attacking my free speech and our ability to carry on a conference because you don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And then turning it into, you know, basically acting like um, he's a martyr in this whole situation. It's like, it just doesn't add up. And it's just, it just adds another bizarre layer to this very bizarre event. I think that's a great way to put this. This whole thing has just been an insane and confusing and seemingly nonsensical situation, which sort of to kind of tie things up now that we are basically back where we started, where Steve Bannon is not coming to Missoula. This neither of these conferences are happening but in the last month and a half or so, we have gone through this bizarre odyssey of trying to report on this story, H- having spent now all these, these hours and, and, and days and weeks trying to suss out just what the point of any of, of this was. Uh, do you guys have an answer or do you still feel just as confused now at the conclusion as you did on day one? Um, I think the thing that it will always be the most confusing to me, like weird stuff like this happens, right, all the time, but why this was in Missoula and why it was scheduled at the University of Montana. Sure. We have absolutely no connection to computer entertainment technology. Or robot sex. Or robot. As far as I'm aware. Right. As far as we know, we have no connection to robot love and sex. Right, Um, right. You know, because it's not just about sex, John. It's robot love and sex. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Adrian about it, and he said in the future we could marry robots. Well, no, it just, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's the University of Montana. I asked him why he chose Missoula, Mm -hmm. and he was like, well, it's a nice place for a holiday in in December <laughs> like not really and you know and then I asked him if he, he if he was in touch with professors or if like someone asked him to come and he said to me something about being in touch with our computer science and engineering departments and we don't have an engineering department you know like we don't there I just like I will never understand why this conference was scheduled here right yeah just so kind of a bizarre bomb that was dropped on right Zulu news community yeah. 
There's a lot of disappointed reporters. Um, I'm sure there are. There was probably going to be more people reporting on the event than people actually in attendance. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of people who are now have their calendar clear on December 11th. Yeah, Ryan in particular. Are you disappointed you won't get to report on Mr. Bannon? Maybe ask him a couple questions? Um, more disappointed about the sex robots being canceled. <laughs> yeah, that was... I think we all are. Yeah. We all, we all wanted to see what exactly an, inter- an international congress on love and sex with robots looked like, consisted of... Right. Well, and it was the this was the fourth Congress. Like there's this been ha- three there's previous. been three previous Congresses. Wow. So we may be able to, you know, we can find out. Find one in the future. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the event is not canceled, you know. Right, in totality, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Matt, how do you feel at the end of this reporting journey? Same the same as you started? Uh yeah. I mean, when I woke up that morning to see the email, I just thought there's no way Steve Bannon's coming and and in the end Steve Bannon is not coming and I question whether he was ever coming um, I really wish we could have gotten in touch with Steve Bannon's people because that would have um, saved some of our manpower to not be devoting time to this ridiculous thing um, and you know uh, <laughs> yeah it just blows my mind um, why this why 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 <laughs> <laughs> Same. I think we all feel the same as Matt. Um, And so the most confusing and bizarre and surreal Missoula news story of 2018, I think, has come to a conclusion. Matt, Ryan, and Shaylee, thanks for coming in and uh, sharing your your quixotic journey through uh, Steve Bannon and sex robots. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. I had nothing else to do today. Me either. <laughs> if you liked this week's episode of Missoula Community Weekly, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to catch up on our old episodes and keep up to date with our future work. Thanks for listening.